lure the target deep into your seduction by creating the proper temptation, a glimpse of the pleasures to come. As the serpent tempted Eve with the promise of forbidden knowledge, you must awaken a desire in your targets that they cannot control. Find that weakness of theirs, that fantasy that is yet to be realized, and hint that you can lead them toward it. It could be wealth, it could be adventure, it could be forbidden and guilty pleasures. The key is to keep it vague. Dangle the prize before their eyes, postponing satisfaction, and let their minds do the rest. The future seems ripe with possibility. Stimulate a curiosity stronger than the doubts and anxieties that go with it, and they will follow you. Welcome back to Femininity After Dark. I am your host, Keandria Bolus, and this week we will learn to create temptation. gosh it feels so good to be back recording if you didn't know if you don't follow me on my other platforms I had a cold and I completely lost my voice it's just now come back mostly and so I decided okay I'm gonna record today even if I don't sound my absolute best I still want to put something out there because I genuinely enjoy doing this. It brings me a lot of happiness. By the way, I got a new microphone and I wonder if you can hear the difference. I feel like I can hear a difference. I feel like it does sound better. And the thing about this microphone that I really love is that I have maintenance men outside my window right now, and they're hammering away and playing their loud music to keep them going throughout their workday. And I can't hear any of the background noise, which I absolutely love. I love that for me. Uh, Recording in an apartment for a podcast or for anything can sometimes be so nerve wracking, but I feel like this microphone has solved all my problems, not to be melodramatic, but anyway, this week we're going to talk about creating temptation and what that means. Now, what is temptation? Temptation looks different for everybody. Everybody has that one thing that they want, and maybe they're not comfortable opening up about it or being honest about what it is that they desire, but there's this one thing that if it were presented to them, they would take it in a heartbeat, or it would be very difficult for them to resist. And no matter how noble you think a person is, no matter how admirable a person may be or how wholesome they may appear to be, everyone has a weakness and everyone can be tempted. For those who read the Bible or subscribe to any um, religion, specifically the Christian religion, Even Jesus was tempted at some point. 
right? On a mountain or something. I haven't read the Bible in so long, so I forget what mountain, but he was tempted at some point. Now, this is seen as something that is devilish and, oh, you shouldn't tempt people. It's wrong. But why? Why is temptation considered evil and wrong? It's because people are afraid of getting what they want. People look at something and they think, oh, I don't know if I can do that. That seems too big. That seems too grand. That seems bigger than myself. It's because they don't see themselves for who they really are. And they don't feel worthy of having that thing in their possession. But the thing is, what this does is it creates more of an obsession with that thing because they're creating this resistance within themselves. They want something so bad, but they won't admit to themselves that this is what they desire, that this is what they want. And this can be really destructive. If we don't acknowledge what we want and if we don't go after what we want, then eventually we can develop these weird, extreme obsessions that are highly destructive. I'm not going to go too deep into that, but you can do your own research. Speaking of which, that was kind of touching on psychology. So I just want to add this in. So I'm wanting to start a second podcast, and I want to talk about manifestation, parallel realities, paranormal activity, and psychology. So let me know what you think about that. Would you be interested in a second podcast? Of course, I would still have episodes here, but I would like to start a second podcast because those are things that I'm really interested in. And I just want people to talk about it with, to be honest. So let me know about that in our Facebook group, Femininity After Dark. If you haven't joined already, make sure that you do. We have several hundred people in there now having a blast and getting to know each other and getting all these amazing tips and whatnot. But getting back on topic, we should not always resist temptation. I think that it's important to use your discernment. I think it's important to know when it's worth giving in and when it's not. And I think that temptation can be fun. And the only reason it's been demonized in the way that it has is because a lot of people are afraid of going after what they want. And really, they're running away from the truth of who they are and the fact that they don't possess a lot of self-discipline because a person who's disciplined would not be afraid they would be able to look at something and say, you know what, I'm good on that. I don't need that or I don't want that. But they can't. They haven't mastered that part of themselves. And so they say, well, the temptation is bad. Instead of admitting that what's really bad is not being authentic, not being true to who they are and following their their emotional guidance system, right? Uh, so how do you tempt someone? 
We've talked about this several times on the podcast already, but you can't really get around it. And so I mention it almost every episode. You just have to study your target. People are quite obvious if you are paying attention. And you'll be able to see what it is that they desire, what it is that drives them what they really want. People can show you. They don't have to say anything. You just have to be paying attention. And this is the key to being an excellent seducer is really knowing, really knowing your target and who they are. And sometimes even... I, I would say most of the time, probably all the time, knowing your target better than they know themselves. Meaning you see the things about them that they refuse to acknowledge in themselves. It's easier to pretend that that doesn't exist or I don't think that way or I'm not that kind of person or I'm not interested in that, but you're able to see through it. So... An example of this, we could use the classic Garden of Eden story. So Adam and Eve, they're living their best life. They're chilling in this garden. They got all this food. They got the animals. They got everything. They're eating fruits, naked, and all this good stuff. And they don't feel like there's anything missing in their life at least one of them doesn't until one day there is this gorgeous snake that appears and eve has never felt anything quite like what she's felt when this snake opens its mouth and says hey have you tried the fruit over there and she says, no, I haven't eaten that fruit. I was forbidden. I was told not to. Now, forbidden is the key here. Forbidden fruit is always the sweetest, right? So the snake says, oh, you know, you're not going to die if you eat this fruit. Just go ahead and give it a taste. Once you give it a taste, you'll have the knowledge of good and evil and you will be like God. So this snake is presenting Eve with this information that was unknown to her before or that she'd never maybe thought about, or maybe she thought about it, but she wouldn't admit to herself that she was thinking about it because she'd just been told not to. She was told it was wrong. She shouldn't do that. So, okay, fine. I won't do it until... The snake is like, come on, just do it. You know, you know, you want to, you know, you want to be like God, you know, you want to have all of this knowledge and there's more to life than what you've been experiencing. And essentially God has been cheating you out of this wonderful experience. So finally she gives in. Why did she give in? She gave in because this snake presented her with something that she was missing, something that she desired. She wanted more. She wanted to know all of everything. <laughs> she was very adventurous and she wanted to explore. 
That's the only explanation. If she didn't want those things, then she would not have been tempted in the first place. You can't tempt somebody with something that they don't want. That's what's important to remember. So if this person didn't want what you were offering, they wouldn't be tempted by it in the first place. And so you have to figure out what it is that your target desires and then present them with that. It doesn't mean that you have to be something other than you are. If you know that there is something that your target wants and you possess that, show them how you can be of service to them. Show how you can be an asset. And this this goes for everything. Like I said, seduction is not limited to love or lust. It's also about career. Say you're in sales. And I like to think that everybody is in sales. At some point, we've all had to persuade someone to do what we wanted them to do so that we could get what we wanted. That's literally the whole purpose of like going on a job interview or something. You are selling yourself to this employer and convincing them that they need to hire you and that you are an asset to their company. That is seduction. So don't think that, oh, you know, this is limited to getting a partner or this is all about getting a man or a woman. No, this is about you. You need to be able to be confident enough in a space, any space, to speak well and to behave in a way that is going to get you what you want. I believe that you deserve to have what you want. I believe you deserve to have everything you want as long as what you want is not hurting yourself or anyone else. There's nothing wrong with it. And never feel guilty about going after what you want. A lot of people will call this manipulation. I say that anything has the potential to be manipulative or so-called bad. It's really about the intention of the person using these techniques and how far they go with it. And like I said, from the very beginning, that is up to you, how you decide to use this information. I just want to provide you with that information so that it's available to you and you know what the possibilities, you know what you can have, you know that you're worth it. So I just, I actually really love the story of the Garden of Eden because there are so many different interpretations of it and it means something to different to everyone. But essentially at the core, it is about seduction. I was recently watching this play called Zora is My Name. As many of you may know, Zora Neale Hurston is my favorite author of all time. And in this play, there's a lot of her folklore. So I was watching this play, Zora is My Name, based on Zora Neale Hurston, my favorite author. And there was this story within the play, and it talked about the differences between men and women and why women have an advantage over men in terms of being seductive. And it talked about how women have these keys and essentially it's about being able to 
keep quiet and be mysterious and to be seductive to get what they want from a man instead of being being a brute as some men can be like we talked about in the anti-seducer episode and using like any physical strength they have a mental strength that gives them an advantage i can't go over the story and tell it as well as it was told in the play so i'll leave it up to you to Find that if you're interested, but it's a really, really cool story. It was my favorite story in the entire play. You could find it on YouTube. Search for Zora is my name, and it is excellent and an excellent example of seduction. Again, if my voice sounds a little different, I am getting over a cold, so I apologize for that, but I did not want to go two weeks without giving you an episode because I just love talking to you, and I love... I love studying this information. It really brings me so much joy and keeps me in alignment. I feel like I'm constantly reminded of my power and it just, it does so much for my confidence. After I record the rest of my day, I just feel like that girl. I feel like royalty. <laughs> right? Um, which is how how we all should feel. And there's just so much freedom that comes with mastering the art of seduction. If you're ready to take your seduction game to the next level, I do have exclusive and ad-free content available. The link will be in the description. It is only $9.99 per month and you get two extra episodes every month in depth and studying the greatest seducers of all time. So if you're interested in that, and I assume that you are, that will be in the description below. The reverse of temptation is security or satisfaction, and both are fatal to seduction. If you cannot tempt someone out of their habitual comfort, you cannot seduce them. If you satisfy the desire you have awakened, the seduction is over. There is no reversal to temptation. Although some stages can be passed over, no seduction can proceed without some form of temptation. So it is always better to plan it carefully, tailoring it to the weaknesses and the childishness in your particular target. So what I would say is I would satisfy some of the temptations that my target has, but I would always have a list in my mind of new ways to tempt them and keep things exciting between the both of us. I don't like to Think of it as me manipulating someone and finding their weaknesses to harm them or to have a power over them that's hurtful to either one of us. I believe that people want to be tempted. I believe that people want to be seduced. That's why we are so driven to succeed. That's why we're so motivated to go after that career and 
get that money and go buy that thing that we saw in an ad or in a commercial because we want pleasure. We're always running toward pleasure and away from pain. And we want to be excited and we want an escape from the ordinary. We want something extraordinary in our existence. And I like to think of it as a positive because I'm providing that for someone. And if you have a well-established relationship with someone and you know them and you care about them, and then you want to keep their life exciting, you want to add to their happiness. And so that's the way I like to think of it. It's like, say you're in a relationship with someone, you don't want to have sex the same way every single time. You don't want to do the same position over and over and over again. That's annoying. Every now and again, you want to switch it up. You want to say something you wouldn't normally say. You want to do something you wouldn't normally do. You know, arch your back a little bit deeper. And then they're like, oh, okay, I didn't even know I, I needed that in my life or that's what, I, that's what I wanted. Or maybe they didn't know they wanted it, but they didn't say anything. And then they might feel like, dang, is this person reading my mind? Like, how did they know that that's what I wanted from them? And so you always want to spice it up. You always want to have some type of, you know, thing that keeps your partner on their toes and find new and exciting ways to tempt them. It's actually fun for the both of you. So consider yourself that apple in the Garden of Eden. You are that juicy fruit that they want, but they're not quite sure if they should bite into it, you know? And something that could help uh, with this, especially in the bedroom, and this is why um, I really enjoy it, uh, role play is really, really good for this because it creates that sexual tension in the atmosphere and brings out a side of you that you maybe didn't know was there and showing a different side of yourself to your partner. And I think some of the most successful role-playing comes from pretending to be a stranger, like you guys are meeting for the first time. And uh, it's just, if you haven't tried that, please, please try it. It's, it's amazing. But yeah, I intend that you got a lot from this episode and that you learned a lot. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for your support. And to close out, we will have this week's affirmation. Seduction is my superpower, and I am grateful that I am realizing this more and more every day. Seduction is my superpower, and I am grateful that I am realizing this more and more every day. Seduction is my superpower, and I am grateful that I am realizing this more and more every day.